Welcome back, everybody. How you feeling, Jayhawk fans? Kansas 3-0. Kansas making us some money. Tommy, I keep betting their money line at an over, and they hit it two weeks in a row now. They're not going to be a good money line bet next week because they're going to be favored against Duke. Um, yep. Wow, what a start to this season. They hit their two and a half. <laughs> their two and a half wins is in the books and taken care of already. I don't even think the most bullish KU fans out there would have seen this coming. I mean, you're you're pretty optimistic on them going into the year, but I don't think you saw three and O with road wins at West Virginia and at Houston. This is wild. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't think three and O. I thought that there was a chance that they could get one on the road to either West Virginia or Houston, but I certainly didn't think both. Um, this is, I mean, I think it, obviously it's difficult to, you know, understate this, but this is the best absolute outcome that Kansas could have to start the season. And I know that that's Captain Obvious, right? But I mean, offensively, they've got something special going on there. And defensively, they didn't look bad either uh, on Saturday against Houston. So 3-0. I don't want to give them too much credit. They (laughs) They, didn't look awful. They didn't look awful. I mean, mean, you gave up 30 to Houston. What are you going to give up to Oklahoma? You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. It's working. It's not that big a deal. But I don't think the defense is very good. Um the offense, though, is fantastic. Like, one of the best in the mm-hmm. country right now. And they're not doing it against Arkansas Pine Bluff. They're doing it against West Virginia and Houston. That's, I mean, that's legitimate. Yeah, yeah 502 yards in the season opener against Tennessee Tech a couple of weeks ago. 419 last week against West Virginia. 438 on Saturday against Houston. I mean, they're putting up yards in big chunks you know, throughout the first three games without a doubt. And a lot of that you have to credit to Andy Kotelnicki, the offensive coordinator. But Jalen Daniels, as an individual performer, has been playing out of his mind. 14 of 23, 158, three touchdowns through the air. But then he rushed for 123 yards on 12 carries and two rushing touchdowns. And I think the biggest thing in this game, as I'm looking back and I'm, I'm, I'm analyzing how, you know, Kansas was able to make this happen. It was the third down play without a doubt. I mean, they were already one of the best teams in America in converting third downs. They were nearly 74% converting on third downs. They were seven of 12 on Saturday uh, against Houston. They've, they've been great. They've been awesome. I mean, when it's, and this is something that we haven't seen from Kansas maybe in forever, like maybe ever, we've never seen this from Kansas where they get into a third down position and you're like, all right, they've got a pretty decent opportunity to convert here. That's never been the case with the, with this Jayhawks team. Uh, and, and so I think that's the, the big factor when you look at how they were able to, to win this game. It is fun to watch. And I think, because I don't agree that their defense, I mean, they were outgained. Houston gave 446 yards on them. Um, West Virginia did a lot of things offensively against them. However, Kansas seems to be right now, a team defensively that is capable of making big plays in key moments. And that's sustainable if you're really good offensively. If you're really good offensively and your defense is opportunistic when not good, that's a combination for success. Now, I worry about the offense slowing down against really, really high-level defenses in the Big 12. Um, they're not going to, they shouldn't, I, I should say, face one of those this week in Duke. They should be just fine, right? Um, Iowa State, but TCU, 
you know, typically athletically a good defense and then Oklahoma and then Baylor and then Oklahoma State. I mean, you've got after you get through Duke and Iowa State, which they'll host Iowa State, and I'm very curious to see how that game gets uh, placed by the odds makers. But then you get that four-game stretch where you'll play good defenses, and that's that's going to be interesting. I, look, this is an unbelievable development to this football season to have in our heads now, and I think it's a legitimate case to be made that Kansas – I mean, let's just look at the Big 12. Could you make a case that Kansas is better than Iowa State? Absolutely you can make that case, right? Like there's no yep. question about that. Um, TCU, could you make the case that Kansas is better than TCU? Absolutely. I think that you can. I think that you can. Um, and, you know, TCU's looked fine. Um, Oklahoma State, I would say no. Oklahoma, I would say no. Baylor, I would probably still say no. Tech, absolutely. Texas is interesting because they played BAM at a one point. So I, 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 but they have such a history against Texas. Who knows? I, I'm going to throw Texas out the window. But the elephant in the room comes when you think of Kansas State. And we'll talk about Kansas State more in our next segment or, or at, actually at the top of the next hour. But Kansas is legitimately in the mix now for, I don't know, the middle of the Big 12. And that is so far ahead of schedule, I don't even know how to describe it with an adjective to think that they could be that far ahead of schedule on this rebuild this year. Yeah, at this point, I'm not um... – I know that you're kind of pumping the brakes a little bit, and I get it. I understand why. I'm not, I'm not trying to pump the brakes. They gave up 42 to West Virginia and 30 to Houston. They better be better defensively when they start to play some, you know, real Big 12 juggernauts. But well, the look, reality it, is they're scoring against everybody. Yeah, like, but that's, defensively, that's what's going to make this fun. Defensively, though, you take away the first seven minutes of that game, and Houston got out to a 14-0 lead. They only gave up 16 points after that, after the first seven and a half minutes of the game. They had four sacks on the quarterback. Kenny Logan had an interception, and they forced a fumble. So they're, they're getting takeaways. They might yeah, be giving up tons that's of what yardage. I, that's, that's, that was my point. They're opportunistic, for sure. sure. They're, I mean, they're giving up a lot of yards. They're sort of a bend but don't break thing going, I, I, I think. I mean, West Virginia moved it up. And down. I mean, teams are going to move the ball on Kansas. That, that's the thing. But what Kansas is going to have is the ability to make teams press a little bit because now it's, well, can we, can we afford to settle for a field goal here? Because Kansas is just scoring at a torrid pace right now right. with a legitimate Heisman candidate through three weeks of the season leading the offense. That, that presents your defense with big opportunities, and right now they're taking advantage of those opportunities. For sure. sure. And, and don't, don't underestimate – and we've seen this two weeks in a row. Don't underestimate the opportunity that Kansas has when they go down early. And, you know, you never mm -hmm. want to see your team go down two scores early on in the game, but it happened against West Virginia and it happened against Houston. And I think that both teams took their foot off the gas a little bit. Like, Hey, it's the same old Kansas. Like they might be hyped, you know, they, they might've, you know, started off pretty well this season, but it's the same old Kansas. We're going to win by multiple touchdowns. And then here come the Jayhawks and they're able to score at will. And what I thought was really important. So early in this game, in the first quarter, Kansas was down 14, nothing. It was, it was before the weather delay that happened down there in Houston, but they're down 14, nothing. And 
Jalen Daniels and Andy Kotelnicki, the Kansas offense, led a sustained drive. It allowed the defense to get a breather. It allowed them to stay off the field for a little bit. And I don't know exactly. I think it was like a nine or 10 play drive that resulted in a touchdown and Kansas cutting that deficit in half. But it also gave the defense an opportunity to make some adjustments. And at that point, they were once they were able to do that, they got a little bit rested. They were able to make some adjustments defensively. And at that point, you know, they, they held Houston to no points for the rest of the half. Like they didn't give up any points the rest of the first quarter and zero points in the second quarter. So I, I think that that is that's what is going to need to happen for Kansas. We know that they can score with the big play. We've seen Jalen Daniels be able to do that. I mean, he, he connected with like nine different receivers in that game. We know they can do that. But the sustained drives against Big 12 opponents is going to be essential because it's going to allow the defense to catch a little bit of a break here and there and be able to stay on the sidelines. And so if they're able to do that once they get into Big 12 play, I think that's going to lead to much better play defensively for Kansas. I think that it's important to note, too, with Duke coming up, uh, they're finally back home, right? Duke has not been as bad as people thought they would be. I mean, let's let's they're three and oh, two. They're three and zero with a win over a Big Ten team on the road, right? And they and they shut out Temple, and and I, I get it, like Temple's not good, but you shut out anybody that's worth paying attention to. You win a Big Ten game on the road when you're Duke, that's worth paying attention to. There's probably a lot of Duke fans right now that feel a whole lot like Kansas fans. So this all of a sudden becomes a very interesting game. I think Kansas will be favored, and I think Kansas is better, but also Duke's not as bad as we thought they would be. Right, we we yeah, all were looking at They are at favored, Duke. by the way. Yeah, they're Duke. favored like between eight and nine points. Kansas is. Yeah, so that lines out. I haven't looked at the lines yet. So that's a that's a heavy favorite. Um, and and I don't. We'll we'll look at that. I'm not sure. I, I'm not ready to do that. This I'm gonna. My my vow in betting is to take a step back and not do it too early this week because last week, for instance, that put me on Indianapolis early in the week, right? <laughs> And they all of a sudden, all their receivers get hurt in practice. And I'm like, well, that's going to be a loss even before they played the game. Um, so, you know, we, we look at that and, and Duke, again, not as bad. But Kansas should be better than Duke. Can't, this all is just ahead of schedule. And that has been the most fun part of this. Jalen Daniels, here's the thing with Jalen Daniels and the Heisman. And I didn't even say that tongue in cheek. Um, Kansas is a Cinderella story. We all love stories. The whole country is paying attention to Kansas right now. They are, because nobody saw this coming. And it's Kansas. In the last few years, they've been the whipping boy. Now, all of a sudden, they're 3-0 and with two road wins against teams that, you know, one of which was a preseason top 25 and the other's in the Big 12. And you're like, okay, hang on a minute. And Jalen Daniels is just putting up eye-popping numbers. It's not out of the realm of possibility for Jalen Daniels. Should they have a good year, win eight, nine games, uh, to have him as a Heisman candidate. So we're watching that as well. There, Again, Tom, I mean, when's the last time Kansas has had this much momentum and excitement? It has been a long time. Yeah. It's been 15 years. I mean, it's been the Mark Mangino era, right? I mean, you're looking at the Orange I Bowl. I think so. 2008, 2009. I mean, yeah, there, there hasn't been any anything close to this. I mean, there was excitement when Les Miles was hired in the offseason, but then it, that very quickly went away, like that honeymoon went away very, very fast. Uh, So I think in season, like even through three weeks, it's been a long time since Kansas fans have had this kind of excitement. And you look at, 
there are things that are coming up in my mind that I would have never in a million years thought that I would be thinking about right now. Like I had the thought Saturday night after the win. And I was like, there's a chance that they're going to start to receive votes in the AP top 25. And sure as hell they did. Uh, They're not in the top 25, but they got some votes. And I think with the victory against Duke, there's a chance that they could sneak their way into the top 25 after next weekend if they can beat Duke at home. That's one thought that came in my mind. Another thing that I thought about that I can't believe I would ever think about right now because it's been so long. There is a legitimate possibility with Kansas starting 3-0, they could go to a bowl game this year. And that's about a year or two ahead of schedule from what I would have thought this rebuild would have looked like. They could easily finish 6-6 six and six looking at their, their remaining schedule. If they can beat Duke and go 4-0, you've got two beatable, two winnable games in the Big 12 all at home to start off the, the conference season. They could, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but conceivably, can you imagine a 6-0 and start for Kansas? It could happen. Um, yes. I mean, it could I happen. I, I think it's, uh, well, it could. I don't know what to think about TCU yet, but Duke and Iowa State are definitely winnable games. Uh, they get the next three at home, which should be a massive advantage. Um, yeah, I think it's on the table. And here, here poses the question, Tommy, we asked a long time ago. With the momentum right now, let's say Kansas starts 5-0 and and then wins one out of their next seven games mm-hmm. and goes 6-7. and seven. What is that going to feel like? It's going to feel great. It's going to feel Will great. It? I know you say what? that yeah. now, but is it going to feel great if coming down the stretch and for two months Kansas only wins one game? Doesn't matter. You, because hasn't doubled... this raised the bar to some degree to expect now to be in those games? It's the weirdest thing about this season, and I've seen it coming from a mile away. I was asking you about this two weeks ago. Even if like, it doesn't, wow, Kansas looked pretty good. What if they win a bunch of games early and then don't win any more the rest of the way? Yeah, let's say they start five and one. Let's even say they start six and zero, oh, and then they lose out to finish the season. Maybe they get. A victory the last week of the year against Kansas State. I don't know. Who knows? We'll talk about them later on in the program. That's absolutely a win. I mean, momentum, yeah, you can throw that out the window, but you're still doubling the win total that Kansas has had in more than a decade. So absolutely, you chalk the season up to a win. You chalk the season up to a victory. One thing I want to I want to put out in the, in the stratosphere, and people are going to probably roll their eyes at this, but there is a I'm going to say there's a legitimate possibility that this could happen. I'm not saying it's a lock. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but there is a legitimate possibility that this could happen. Circle Saturday, October 15th on your calendar. And there is a chance you could see the 6-0 Kansas Jayhawks travel to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the 6-0 Oklahoma Sooners. It could happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, it could I'm happen. not saying it K- will. K-State fans hope you're wrong. Um, for a variety of reasons there, and we'll talk about them. But, yeah, no, I, I, I do. I don't. Again, I don't have a good evaluation on TCU. Don't have one yet. Uh, so I'm not I, – I, I do think Kansas can beat Duke and Iowa State, though. Um, I, I think absolutely they can. Both at home, I think they may be favored in against Iowa State. That, yeah, that's, that's absolutely possible. This Duke game – this Duke game's interesting because – they are better than we thought. It is finally a homecoming return uh, after after a long stretch on the road here for Kansas, two weeks in a row, two long trips. I, 
it's a really interesting game that we'll, of course, get more into later in the week. Uh, we'll have Brian Haney on with us tomorrow. But, man, there it is. And does this – and I know nobody wants to think about it now because everyone's super excited. I mean, all of these things are frightening when it comes to the Nebraska job because the more Kansas wins, the easier, you know, Nebraska brass has a case to make to bring Leipold on. Now, yeah. it it does seem unlikely that anything would happen during this season, right? We've seen that happen before, not this early, but if I had to guess at it, Nebraska's going to swing for the fences a few times during the season and be willing to make that sort of move in the offseason. So in that regard, I think everyone can just say, whatever, we'll deal with that issue later, and I hope it's a big problem later because that'll mean Kansas is awesome. But it is floating out there as like the sure. double-edged sword to this thing. But whatever, you take that well, as you go, and you hope that Goff yeah. can work in a big contract in the meantime. Yeah, and, and as I'm watching this game in Kansas, you know, beating Houston, I just had this thought in my mind of, of Trev Albert, the AD at Nebraska. I don't know if you're a fan of the Simpsons or not, but Mr. Burns mm-hmm. rubbing his hands together, excellent. Yeah. Ex- like, yeah. every time Kansas scored, that's Trev Albert's excellent. Because yeah. he like, gets to, this is it, gonna be good. it gets easier to sell the fan yep. base at that point. Without a right? doubt. Like, that, Without, th- that's yeah. going to be his biggest challenge. And they're going to swing. Like I said, they, there's going to be all kinds of swing for the fences candidates that they'll take. I just yep. don't know why any of them would take the Nebraska job outside of Urban Meyer. So uh, we'll see. It's it's a long way to go. Man, it's been fun to watch the Jayhawks, though. They are so much fun to watch right now. Finally get them back home this Saturday, 11 o'clock kick. National television against Duke. National television against Duke. FS1. Who'd ever wow. thought the KU-Duke game was going to FS1? Are you kidding me? Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to let's we're going to have a giveaway in our next segment. So tune in, get your phones ready. We're going to give something away and then we'll come back at the top of the hour and talk K-State. As much fun as it's been with KU, that is a deflating loss for K-State. We'll look at it. Bigger picture, implications, everything for it. K-State fans hang in there. 869-1240. We'll take your calls on uh, really anything football. What were your reactions to a wild football weekend? We'll take those as well. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, taking you through a Monday on Sports Daily. 